Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows featuring guests discussing instances of telepathy and psychic phenomena happening in dreams, the mysterious crop circle phenomenon, and what numerology suggests may be in store for the rest of this year and beyond. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to start listening. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Craig, you were saying you are hired to find out and get these answers to people. What are you seeing these days? I mean, when you said that you think it's going to get worse, how worse? How bad? Well, right now SOCOM has more troops in Africa than anywhere else in the world, except specific combat areas in the Middle East. And this has gone unnoticed for five years in North Africa. Um, At the same time, China has has now been referred to as a new colonial power because of what they're doing in Africa. Five years prior to us ever creating SOCOM, the Chinese were there. They're there building bridges, hospitals, uh, everything you could think of. They're they're in there building with the, the people of those nation states. We're not doing anything like that. We're there as a military power, and it's a pretty fearsome military right now. And we are directly involved with almost every single country's leadership in coercing them, bribing them, ordering them to allow our military to chase down so-called terrorists in each one of those countries. We're acting the way Great Britain used to act when Great Britain was a colonial power. And yet, at the same time, we're saying that about China. And simultaneously, during the election run-up, Hillary Clinton and the Democrats all of a sudden started talking about Russia in a way that Democrats and liberals have never talked about Russia. And And those are the kinds of things that, you know, people don't call those facts or that's not information that you can readily use. Well, if you've done this for 40 years, yes, you can. And that'll push you to the brink of war. Well, the idea is is something akin to this. I've tried to explain what research and analysis actually is to people that think they understand. And and right now, almost everybody that's got an Internet site and a web page, they can call themselves investigative reporters, researchers, analysts, and they're just guys in the bedroom playing drums and not getting paid. So... The point here is that you can tell when things are happening and going in a certain direction as an analyst the same way an investigator in law enforcement, when he does an interview with somebody who's a criminal, certain criminal acts carry the same traits. Certain geopolitical acts carry the same traits. It's like the flu. Why a doctor knows you've got the flu is he diagnoses you and he sees these certain things happening, symptoms, and he says, you've got the flu. Well, a good analyst has done a lot of research, paid research, and his income is on the line. If you're wrong all the time, they're going to stop paying you. I've been doing this 35 years, and I'm still getting paid. And I'm telling you, we're so close to a conventional World War II right now that I don't even know what to tell your audience I tell my clients something completely different than what I would probably never repeat on this interview. But if you look at what China's been doing, they are building up a machine in Africa 
that will be almost impossible to merge with or oppose without military force. No, you're right. You're right. And they're doing it methodically and very, very smartly. And Pakistan just gave them a lease on an open port in the Persian Gulf for 40 years. Don't they have a lease down there, too, on the Panama now? Yes. And these things are, are not, um, not to be taken lightly. And China has also built up the most fearsome naval force the world has ever seen. And why does it get discussed here in America, in the American press? I think I do know why because they don't want the American people to become too aware of how American foreign policy has created the problems with China, Africa now, the Middle East. You know, we talk about we're going we're to go in and we're going to get rid of ISIS, and a half a dozen new names pop up as terrorists in North Africa, in the Middle East. Every week they have a new name for another group. But that's not what it is. That's not what is going on. We shouldn't even be in the Middle East. I don't know why it's so easy for Americans to say, uh, there's bad people out there, and we've got to go after them, we've got to kill them. If we hadn't been in the Middle East for 30 years, deciding who gets to be the leader of each country, and if we don't like them, we overthrow that regime. The CIA funds all the different groups to fight against each other, and then we decide who stays and who lives based on whether or not they'll cooperate with our efforts under corporatism, the exploitation of the natural resources, oil, pipeline, silver, gold mines. So these countries are going to react. The people are going to react. That, that blowback um, is going to continue. Is that like what has happened today in Manchester, England? No. I, I think that could have been... Very simply, terrorism, yeah, because of acts the British, the American, or the French government has done in a particular country, and that's terrorism. You go in and you hurt the people that have hurt your people by a direct assault on them, and you say, you know, now how does that feel? You try to hurt them. It's a, it's a lashing out. Right. Blowback isn't the same thing. Blowback is changing how you will be allowed to function in that country. Now, if you won't leave that country and your actions continue to kill thousands of women and children, not just men, women and children, it will simply it'll motivate them even greater. I wrote a chapter of international guerrilla warfare in the book, The Hydro, and the few people that have written me, that's probably the most significant chapter I've ever written on anything. Because... That's what's pulling these groups together. I don't know if you recall, but 40 years ago, during the 60s and 70s, um, terrorist groups worked together. The Red Army worked with Che Guevara. Um, Castro's people dealt with uh, the Red Brigade. Mm-hmm. Everybody was working together. That was the beginning of a different kind of warfare that we, in America, didn't have an understanding of yet. We looked at it like criminal organizations, and that's why it was so difficult to get rid of them. Well, now we are in the middle of the largest international guerrilla war directed directly at the United States, and we're not going to be safe wherever we are. And situations that happen today are very difficult to stop. Well, they're impossible to stop. You you, You cannot have a war 
against terrorism. You'll lose. And again, I, I don't that. think... The head of counterterrorism at the CIA wrote a book, and he said, point blank, if you want to have a war against terrorism, you will lose. You have to change what's causing their discomfort, right. their grievance. Is it conceivable that even if everything was peaceful, there'd be a group out there to try to disrupt things, just to disrupt things? Oh, you mean like vandals on the Internet? Yeah. Yeah, of course. But not something that we have to devote one-third of our entire budget to the militarization of every aspect of our life globally. We, you know, we, we talk about what just happened with Saudi Arabia and that Trump's having a fairly good time over there with Saudi Arabia. It, well, it might be because we just gave them $350 billion over the next decade, the single largest paycheck since one and a half years ago, Obama gave them $130 billion. And also Israel got $130 billion. So I'm predicting, and I don't like predictions, but I'm predicting Israel's going to get an equal sum of money that the Saudis just got. Probably. And... And this is supposed to make things better for who? You talk who, who is it making it better for? Americans don't live in Saudi Arabia. We know why we're in Saudi Arabia. We also know how much evidence has been ga- gathered over the last five years proving in a court of law that the Saudis were behind 9-11, and that was, in fact, an act of war. So all I can say is this, and I've said it on your show. I say it everywhere I go if it comes up. I will say this, as long as this continues, I can tell you point blank, the continuity of government theory of operations is in place. When people show up at the White House like Henry Kissinger, Dick Cheney, when people all of a sudden come out of nowhere and start writing articles Mm -hmm. like Paul Wolfowitz, now you know what's going on. You're right. I don't care who's in the White House. There's going to be no change in direction of the corporate global regime moving forward, and that's just going to pan out. That's not even, I wouldn't even want to call it a prediction. That's being being insulting. It should be obvious to everybody that this is about oil, pipelines, sometimes gold and silver. But the other countries of the world aren't afraid of us. Russia just made a deal for Siberian gold mining. They've never been able to uh, mine for gold. The Chinese have the technology now. They've gotten together with BRICS, and they're going to create the largest gold mine in the history of the world, which explains why a year ago Putin and China said no more petrodollars. We pay for everything in a new money backed by gold, and BRICS is going to issue a world currency backed by gold. Now, if you've never read International Relations, if you know nothing about foreign affairs, you wouldn't understand what I'm about to say. That's the equivalent of an act of war in any other period of history. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.